Couch time with Mark and Jordan. Is that our theme song? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yikes. It is 100%. I wrote it. Do you like it? I, um, I don't dislike it. Okay, excellent. Um, I have notes. Okay, okay. Yeah, we can talk about them. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. <gasps> Every episode has a new theme song. Written by you in the moment? Yeah. All right. That's my brand. I'm here for it. <laughs> okay, excellent. Theme song writer. Spontaneous theme song writer. Couch time I'm putting it on as a special skill on my resume. Welcome to Set the Stage Podcast. Hi, I'm Margaret. I'm Jordan. And we are starting a podcast or have started it uh, by the time you're listening to this. Yes, that's correct. Um, we are going to talk about what it means to be a theater artist mm-hmm. in the world yeah. and um, what it means to do that professionally and in New York. And probably we'll talk to people that aren't in New York as well. Um, but we want to talk about all the things that we did not learn in school and we're not prepared for and the things that are new and happening and changing all the time. So I think we'll start by um, doing like a little intro about ourselves and doing a quick check-in about our week. Um, And we'll probably do that all the time. So as I said, I'm Margaret Boffman, um, she, her, hers pronouns. And I got a dog this week. (laughs) I forgot to say that I am a director, dramaturg, and stage manager of new plays and musicals, but mostly I'm a dog mom now. And little Ozzy. Yeah. Ozzy is so sweet. So um, Ozzy is a little 70-year-old man. (laughs) Man dog. Yeah. Man sausage dog. He's a little sausage. A little sausage. He's a grumpy old man. No, he's not that grumpy. He's just, he just doesn't care about anything. Yeah. He is chill as fuck. Yeah. He really is. Who are you? Hi, I'm Jordan. She, her, hers pronouns. I'm a um, director, collaborator, and educator um, of of theater things like new works, devised work, immersive theater, especially. Especially. Um, And my check-in is that I went and spent a lot of money yesterday that I... On that skirt you're wearing? On the skirt that I'm wearing. It's so cute. Thank you so much. It feels like a very California to me. Yeah, you look like you're like um like you should be near some palm trees like drinking a like like a pina colada. Yeah. Oh, didn't plan that. <laughs> yeah, so I spent a lot of money, but it was um some really nice retail therapy um to get my mind right. I got some new flowers which is ex- they're Why like don't I don't even see them. They're by my bed. Fine. Like by my little cactus. I have a little Mickey Mouse cactus, which like I forgot that I had and it's been weeks since I had watered it. Good thing about cactus, cacti. Cacti. The good thing about cacti is that they don't need water. That's Yeah, that's true. That's their whole bit. Yeah, we love that. Um, That's it. You're a cat mom. I am a cat mom. Not specifically this week, but. But yes, um, sweet little Nani, which I am not quite sure where she is. Probably hiding in the in the office room. Uh, yeah, that's probably right. She likes to lay on Connor's uh, laundry. But Why? I, it's it's unclear. Did you hear me gulp just now? I did. <laughs> I did hear the gulp. 
Well, <laughs> oh well, <laughs> do we that know? part might get cut out. Okay. Um, yes. So I am a cat mom. Her name is Nani. She is four years old that we know of. We got her really young, right before my 21st birthday. And I just turned 25. So four years. She's Ozzy's cousin. She is Ozzy's cousin. And she probably will hate him. Not because of Ozzy, but that's just who she is as a cat. And he won't give a fuck about her. No. He would be so disinterested in her. Yeah. But that's maybe good because I think she would also be disinterested in him. Yeah, they would just be two disinterested animals. Wow, that's my dream. I am a disinterested animal. (laughs) So it seems like every other episode is going to be, one is going to be Jordan and I talking about stuff. Shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. (laughs) That's the theme song now. That is. Um, And then the other Every other episode, the off episodes, the odd, the even number episodes yeah. <laughs> are going to be um, interviews with people talking about their lives and something specific that is going on with their career right now or an experience that they had um, or something like that. Yeah. So this is our first um, shoot the shit episode. So that's what I'm going to call it. Yeah. So I think that's shit. great. Yeah. Um, we're talking about... Um, Something really big that happened with Margaret. What are we talking about, Mark? Well, I quit my day job. Excellent. I love it. Um, which is exciting news. I said it in a weird tone. You did. Um, no, I quit my day job. Yay. Yeah. I'm going to be a full-time freelance theater artist. And how do you feel about that? I feel really excited and also already stressed. Okay. Because uh, I have this problem where... I have for the past um, six years or more, um, more than that, really, I have always had like the same ish schedule of like classes or work or whatever, nine to five approximately, and then rehearsal in the like six to 11 block of time and then on the weekends as well. And so I kind of knew how much I could take on at any given time based on like how engaged I had to be during the day at work and um, like how, how much time I could fit in with like show schedules and stuff. And I don't know now because I have all the time. How many things can I do? All of them. You can do all the things. You know, that is a dangerous thing to tell me, (laughs) But, but it's true. It is. Yeah. True. I guess I just don't want to get myself part of, I feel like part of, the like big push that I had for myself in getting to a point where I could quit was to be able to focus on the projects that I'm doing and to not feel so scattered all the time. Yeah. So I want to have enough things that I'm doing to be like active. Um, but also I don't want to still be working every hour of every day. And I want to try to be a human more. Yeah, because I feel like you were so busy that it was really taking a toll on like your health. Like I feel as like a third party outside of your body <laughs> uh-huh. that, um, you know, you were always sick, always sick, um, always sad, always, always sad, <laughs> always sad, Mark, hashtag sad, Mark, um, and like I we have to like plan something out like two months in advance mm-hmm. for like a dinner, mm-hmm. which is okay. But I feel like it took such a toll on you that now yeah. you're able to focus on the things that you actually want to be doing. Cause also 
You didn't love your nine to five jobs. Yeah, no. I mean, it's not like what I wanted to be doing. Um, I definitely like, hello, Rebecca. I'm sure you're listening to this. Um, Hi, I Rebecca. Def- <laughs> I definitely liked so much the people I was working with. And like, I learned so much. It wasn't like torture, but, um, you know, it's not what I wanted to be doing. And I do love working conceptually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that too, like I want to be able to do focus on work that I love doing. Um, but also not only do work. Yeah. And I think another part of that too is like figuring out who I am when I'm not working. <gasps> Yikes. Oh no. Um, <laughs> just because I feel like so much of my, or I, I have been able to like just exist in being a person that works all the time, uh, between all the jobs and, uh, not, not really know what I should be doing with my time when I'm not working. Yeah. That's so scary. Uh, so I guess we'll figure that out. So you have this Ireland trip, but do you have any other like projects planned or any, uh, you know, theater things that you're working on right now? I do have things. Yeah. So right now I am stage managing a new musical. It's about the Wright brothers. It's called brothers, right? Um, so that is <laughs> at a festival this summer. Um, the musical we never knew we needed. It's true. The music is like so like folky and like kind of old school vibes in like a fun way. Um, Classic wanna... Ohio music. Yeah. They are maybe. from Ohio, right? <clears throat> yeah, they're from Ohio, but this is all, it all takes place in um, in Kitty Hawk, North, Car- North Carolina. Uh- uh, North Carolina. One of the Carolinas. I Colby, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm doing that. <clears throat> so that's like uh, June and July. And then um, I am uh, working on another festival right now on the like admin side. Um, so I'm helping like organize and plan and get venues and like do a little bit more on the production management side. I wanted to like uh, learn a little bit more about that. And, uh, just cause like self-producing is such a big thing here or like so many of the festivals for new work, like you have to have an element of like self-producing in there. So that's just something I wanted to like learn more about. Um, and then what else am I doing? I am directing a play, um, that's at the, that's going to be at the tank. Oh, and then I'm stage managing a play as part of Summerfest also. And then, uh, there's one more thing. Oh, and then working on, um, layer the walls some more. Wow. You have so many things. Like what is the time period of all these projects? The summer. That's all within the summer Mm -hmm. through like the middle of September, maybe the end of September. Can you imagine if you were still working in 95? Correct. (laughs) (laughs) That is part of the whole thing. Yeah. So in theory, I'm going to do all these things or not in theory. I'm going to do all these things. Yeah, you are. So what was like the, um, what was the moment where you're like, this is what's happening. I'm going to quit my job and become a freelance. Cause I know it's something you've been talking about for a while. Yeah. But what was like the deciding factor in it? Yeah. I, it's hard to say that there's one, I guess there are a couple things that like pushed me closer and then had me make the decision. But basically I had told myself like just for myself and for my career that this was the year like 2019 um, that if I'm that I, I just like told myself I was going to be very disappointed in myself. Like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> if I, <laughs> that's so um, self-deprecating. 
I can't even. That's why I stay motivated. Yeah. Um, Right, right, right. Yeah. So I, so I told myself like, this was the year, like I need to get my shit together and make that happen for myself because that's what I wanted. Like that I knew for all the reasons we listed up top that, uh, not having a day job anymore was going to be the right choice for me. Um, and that I also like needed to get to a place where I could at least try it and make sure that like this thing that I've been working towards is actually like what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, so those were kind of the things that I told myself. So then once that happened, I was like, okay, I need to like really, really, really get better about saving money. Um, and so I did. And I also like got a raise at my day job, which was really helpful. Um, in that. So like, that was the tricky part too, was trying to like be good at that. So they gave me more money, but get the money so that I could quit. Um, so that was like a little silly, but yeah, I basically started putting money away so that I knew that like, uh, no matter what, since projects like don't always pay a lot of money, um, that I would be able to live for several months without, without a day job, um, and see how it goes. And then like, and like actually give it a shot. And then if it is not great, then I'll get another admin job or temp or whatever. Um, yeah. So those were kind of big factors. And then um, I found out that Layer the Walls, a show I've been working on basically since I moved to New York, um, is going to start touring in the fall. And I don't know that I can say a ton about that yet, other than like we're going to be going to big performing arts centers yeah. um, along the East Coast in the fall. And... Um, I am the uh, associate director and PSM on that. And so like not being able to go would be really, really sad, but also it would be too many days to like take off work and stuff like that. Right. So I kind of like gave myself that timeline of like definitely by the end of September, I had to have quit my job. Um, so I actually went into the conversation with my manager saying like, Hey, I'm open to doing like, less hours or more like project work or tasks and things like that. Like a different version. He was like, uh, you want to quit, just quit. And I was like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Um, so I was prepared to like possibly keep doing some stuff like through the summer, but, um, but he, he said really he really sweet. called you out he on your really, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he really did. Um, which was good, honestly. Um, and now that, that was kind of like the final push. And also I just started like, as I knew that time was coming, I started scheduling myself for more things and just was literally needed a time turner. Yeah. Cause I was having more and more production meetings during the day and stuff like that. And being like, I have a doctor's appointment. I have another doctor's appointment. I have a follow up on that other doctor's appointment. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> your office is like, wow, this, <laughs> this person's so sick. Yeah. They're worried about Oh me. my goodness. Um, so Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was so many words, but that's kind of basically what happened. Yeah. Do you have any like big fears? Like what is like the biggest like fear that you have and how are you overcoming it? Let's talk about your deepest, darkest fears. (laughs) Fear that I have right now. This is not the answer you want. And then I'll give you a different answer. The biggest fear I have right now is, um, that I'm going to break my leg or something like that and have like a crazy hospital bill. I think that's a really fair <laughs> because that would eat up all my savings that I have had right. or that I have yeah. for this time. Yeah. 
like even with insurance or whatever, like it's still going to kill my savings. Um, so that would suck besides the obvious reasons of like breaking your leg sucks. Um, right. like something like a huge hospital bill yeah. would be scary yeah. to me. Yeah. And that's going to be scary forever, I think. But, um, specifically like in the rest of 2019, that is not ideal. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. And then yeah, <laughs> I was going to give a more, a more like relevant fear. Okay. If you want. Like, always. I always want it. You always want my fears. Um, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think is like that I, uh, am not going to love it. I think, well, so, and we'll get into this more on a different episode, but like, I hate most of the plays that are happening. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> I like really hate all the plays. And, um, <laughs> so, uh, why am I working on them? Great question. I don't know. Um, no, I don't hate the place I'm working on, but so many of the ones that like are mainstream and like full-time jobs and things like that, like are, uh, not place I want to work on. So I guess my fear is like, I'm hoping and taking the chance that like some of these shows like will make it through and be in them, like be in a like well monetized situation. Um, but if they don't, I th- like I have to decide then if I'd rather work on plays I don't care about or work in a job I don't enjoy doing uh, or if I like go to law school or something like that. <laughs> I have no I have so many things to say about your law school dream and nothing to say at the same time. That's okay. Rachel Bloom said them all. Don't be a lawyer. Yeah, that's 100% don't true. Um, Connor, can you cut in? Don't some... be a lawyer. Oh, yeah, I'll just sing it for you. <laughs> I did not want to sing it. Um, I would want you as my lawyer though. 100%. Thank fucking God. Yeah. I would hire you for all the things. I love to fight with people. You do. That's I accurate. love to be right. And you love to do research. I know. Of how you can use that research against another person. I, it's basically dramaturgy. <gasps> it's like next level dramaturgy. Except you could send people to prison. The stakes are high. The people. stakes are high. The stakes are high and I'm probably going to close school. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, do you have any advice for people who want to be a full-time freelance artist but are too hesitant, whether it's because of money or um, other, you know, other situations, things like that? Yeah, for me, the biggest, like, fear was money, I think. Like, that, I mean, I feel like that is obvious. Um and yeah, because so many shows, like even in New York, even in, even with companies that are like, uh, legit or something like still often pay like $500 for the whole rehearsal and show process. And that's like f- f- fine that they do that, but it's not enough money to live on. And like, you know, that going in, like nobody's being tricked. Um, I hope, but, um, there's only so much time that you have. And so like in theory, like you can't be working on that many things at a time in order to make $500 for two months of work, like 
happen for your life and to pay your New York rent. So I, I personally, like, I don't know how to do it besides like saving up a bunch of money and like crossing that with projects that are monetizing more. Like, I think the other big part for me was knowing that like, I'm going to be getting paid like more for some of the projects that I am working on or have coming down the line. Um, to the point that I like knew that that would be enough money to, to supplement with the other stuff I have saved up so that I, I don't know what my advice is there. It's just like the other thing I did is I programmed in, um, automatic, uh, like, uh, transfers of money so that on the days I got paid, uh, I was automatically moving like basically half of that to my savings every time. Um, and it was automatic. So it was like, as soon as the money hit my account, my checking account, it went, half of it went to my savings. And then I just like adjusted to living within those means. Um, and like acting like that savings money was not there at all. Mm. And so I did that for a while. Um, and I, it added up quick. I mean, I was putting, I was putting like $800 away, Mm -hmm. um, every two weeks. So that like was good (laughs) for that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and was able to add up quick because like I have basically the rest of the year of rent saved up, which makes me feel safe. Um, cause that's like the amount of time that I think I want to like give this a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that was helpful advice. Well, it sounds like prepare rather than like be spontaneous about it. Yeah. Like it sounds like you're like, don't just tomorrow wake up and, and just do it. Like prepare first and be ready for it because it is a lot of, um, Preparation and making sure that you have yeah. money in case, because we can talk about this in another episode, but theater pays shit. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely. Which is like super upsetting. Specifically about that and like why that is and and what what theater like people get paid for, what which shows are people making money off of and all that. Yeah. Fuck Tootsie. Um, <laughs> Fuck uh, Tootsie. Yeah, what did you just say? Oh, and then the other thing that I would say is, so I go on Playbill every single day Mm -hmm. um, and I apply for whatever is on there that I could be applicable for, even if it's like doesn't sound like a show that I care about or something like that, which is I know the opposite of what I said earlier. Um, But I go on, I got myself into the habit of going on every day and applying for stuff in that moment. Like I keep the tabs open until I apply, um, which for me, I don't like having all those tabs open. Yeah, you it's a good. <laughs> you don't like that good, at all. It's a good um, forcing mechanism for myself. Like yeah. I think, I think something that we're learning here is I have very strict guidelines for myself. Yeah, sometimes. you do. Um, and uh, they're very effective <laughs> to you, to me. Yeah. And I think you have to do that with yourself though. It's like, that at the end of the day, like being a freelancer is you have to be so incredibly self-motivated. Yeah. And like, um, I not responsible, but like focused or something because you are the only one that can like set up all those gigs for you. 
Um, and you have to be on it all the time. Like I think yeah. that it is a forever ongoing process um, because even the gigs I have will only be for a couple months. Um, I mean, layer the walls, like we're already talking about the end of 2020, but um, besides that, like it's for a short period of time and then it's over and you have to get another job. And that process is not easy. And like, it takes a lot of dedication and, and like driven being driven and like responsibility to yourself. So I think you have to figure out for yourself, like what are the weird rules that yeah, you make yeah, for yeah. yourself Yeah, um, that like will keep you to do that and like, and making sure that you follow through. I don't know what that means for other people. <laughs> I'm really good at following my own rules. Yeah. I'm really bad at following other people's rules. That's that's correct. Yeah. I currently have a rule from Kimberly um, that if I text somebody, it's a specific person, um, I have to do a shot. Yeah, you did that last night. For every time I text them. It's not. You should have had many shots last night. It's not a night. conversation <laughs> in this morning. Uh, it's no. not a conversation. <laughs> it's per message. Um, it's also like accountability and like, oh, I'm sorry yeah, about no, your foot. Um, accountability and support, like having yeah. a really strong support group who will help you yeah. stay motivated and things. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure that you would, I don't know how much of like that particular shot rule you would follow if it weren't for the additional accountability aspect of of your roommates being like, take the shot or I will get the shot for you. Yeah. In that instance, I would be 0% accountable. Yeah. So it's also, I think it's about like what matters to you. Yeah. I'm like, ugh, my romantic life, it's a mess. We're going to keep it that way. (laughs) Whereas like, I'm like, but my career though. (laughs) Right. So I think that is part of it too, is like you have to, I think like uh, back to like my identity being work, like, that is helpful for me mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I have to respond to all these Playbill ads instead of texting somebody and having to do a shot. You know, like. At like two o'clock in the afternoon. Right, sure. <laughs> um, uh, so I think like that's part of it is like that that has to be such a priority in your soul. Yeah. And uh, I can't make it that way for other people. Mm-mm. That part is just in my body I feel yeah yeah so the next episode will be an interview and then we'll be back the next shoot the shit episode shoot the shoot will be will be um with Jordan yeah so, so you won't hear my voice as much oh but I like your voice yeah. I like your voice as much as I like your haircut wow that's a lot of love thank you so much for listening we hope you'll join us next week for our interview um segment And um, again, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at setthestagepodcast. Um, Or you can send us an email and tell us what you want to hear at setthestagepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to continuing on this journey together. If you want to follow my dog on Instagram, (laughs) at the great and powerful Ozzy. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye.